Welcome to Made by Me, a podcast about mental health, entrepreneurship, manifestation, and magic. My name is Kaliska Sweetwater, and I am a jeweler living in New York, trying to understand as much as possible about myself and the nature of reality. Today, I want to talk about home decor again. My first home decor episode was actually one of my most listened to podcasts that I put out, which I didn't anticipate, honestly. It was kind of just a random topic that I care a lot about. I think I'm really good at home decor and making my home a really aesthetically pleasing and functional place, but I didn't know that that was a topic that was going to interest so many of you. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be about my process of moving in with my boyfriend and all of the challenges and aspects that came up in that process because I've been I had been single for several years I'd lived by myself for many years and I had a ton of stuff and he had lived by himself for many years as well and he had a ton of stuff we both had everything that one person living alone in a one bedroom would need which is a lot. So the process of going through everything and consolidating, deciding which of each of our things we should keep, get rid of, the process of fitting two whole lives into one space that was the same size was a real challenge and came up with some really unique hurdles that I didn't expect, um, but I think that we navigated them really well, and I wanted to kind of just talk about the things that came up for me during this process and the solutions that we came up with along the way. So the first phase in my mind of the move-in process was the conversations that happened beforehand, and for us, that kind of looked like, first and foremost, having the conversation of, do you want to live with me? Would that be nice? Do we see ourselves together long-term? All of kind of that fundamental, duh, of course you talked about that. And then we started to go through the process of, okay, I think you have a nicer dresser than me. You know, I don't care about my bed frame, so I'm willing to get rid of that. He didn't really care about his dishes and his kitchenware. I care a lot about my kitchen collection. It's been something I've collected since I was 19 when I first moved out. Actually, before that, before I moved out, I did start collecting dishes and just like really unique vintage pieces so that was really important to me and I feel that we were really lucky because everything that I really cared about he had a version that he wasn't attached to and vice versa everything that he was really attached to keeping I didn't care about the version that I had acquired or I didn't have one for example uh, he has a couch I never had a couch in New York because of the layout of my apartment and the way that I used the space um having the living room in my old apartment be the bedroom and the bedroom be the workspace, there was just no area that made sense for a couch. So that was phase one, and I feel like it couldn't have gone better. That part was very simple, really straightforward. So I started getting rid of the things that I knew I wasn't going to bring with me, something that was actually very emotional. So getting rid of the things that were duplicates that I knew we were going to be using his instead of mine, that was very simple. But I used this opportunity of this move and this shift in chapter of life to go through everything in my entire apartment 
and really decide if it was something that I wanted to bring with me into this new chapter of life. This major sorting is what I would consider phase two of this major move. I had lived by myself for I think five or six years, maybe even longer than that, maybe seven years uh, before I decided to make this this vulnerable choice and give up my apartment and move in with my boyfriend. And it brought up a lot of fear because I had spent so many years convincing myself that I was trying to find the right person, but really I just had a major brick wall up where I wasn't willing to be vulnerable. So when I met my current boyfriend and we started dating in the very beginning, it was really tough for me to be genuinely vulnerable and kind of actually let him in and that slowly over time got easier but whenever we took a major life or relationship step forward more stuff would come up more fears of vulnerability so when I decided that we should move in together a lot of that vulnerability came back to the surface and so for me as I was going through the sorting of my things and reflecting on the chapter I had been in, all the chapters that were in my past and the new chapter I was entering into, I found it very healing and symbolic to let go of physical items along the way. A lot of people talk about in the spirituality community the idea that to make space for something new, you have to get rid of something old. And I'm sure that that is predominantly a mental exercise, but for me, I looked at it very physically and I decided what are the things that I'm holding on to from fear? What are the things I'm holding on to from guilt? What are the things I'm holding on to from feelings of scarcity and lack of abundance? And making those choices, picking up my item and saying, oh, I'm keeping this in case society collapses. Maybe I should get rid of that. That was really a therapeutic process for me and something that actually took months. I was really grateful that in my apartment that I was living in, uh, there were a ton of units. It was one of those buildings that was big enough where you enter into the lobby and then there's an elevator on the right. And then if you go to the left, there's another elevator because there were so many units that one elevator couldn't service all of them. So when I would get rid of something, I would usually have like a box in my hallway. And when the box would get filled up, I would bring it down to the lobby and people in my apartment would see it. It was kind of like a known area where people would put things for free and people would take it. And that was really helpful for me and my light order tendencies to feel like I'm not throwing this away. I'm giving it to the people in my community and it's not going to the landfill. I think if I hadn't had that, it would have been a much more difficult process. I do think that this opportunity to be able to reflect on each and every one of my items was really invaluable and I would recommend it for anyone who is going through an upcoming move to really go through and decide intentionally, is this something that I'm keeping out of habit? Or is this something that I genuinely want and like and care about and need now in this chapter of life? Because for me, I have kept things 
for potential futures. And a lot of those potential futures that I was keeping things for were negative. I was preparing for the worst in a lot of ways. And I think that this was some sort of aspect of my perfectionism. It was a way for me to feel that I was in control of potential anxiety outcomes. So to release those items, it kind of made me feel like, okay, I have confidence in myself without these belongings that if something were to come up, I would be able to handle it using what I have in the life that I have today with the belongings that are just for that current life. Because my whole adult life, I've had an emergency bag filled with things for the apocalypse. And in 2020, we had a genuine pandemic. We had a real life emergency and I didn't need anything from that emergency pack. Yes, there was a little bit of hand sanitizer that I utilized, a little bit of food, but that was it. I was not camping out in the woods. I did not need an emergency blanket. I did not need a water filter. I was fine. I was fine with the things I had in my life then. So that was one category of things that I decided to let go of and felt really good. It felt really positive. I was able to give the emergency backpack that I was storing everything in to a coworker of mine who really likes hiking. So that felt really positive. He's going to use it in his current life today and have pleasure from it as opposed to me taking up an entire closet with this massive backpacking backpack preparing for the end of society. If the end of society comes, I'll figure it out. I'll be okay. The other category of things that was really healing for me to release were things that I was keeping out of guilt, items that people had given me maybe decades ago that I felt that if I let them go, I would be betraying the relationship between me and the person who had given me that item, even if they were things that I would never use and the person would never know if I kept it or got rid of it, I felt a sense of betrayal to get rid of even the smallest gift that someone had given me 15 years ago. And that was also really healing for me to let go of. The fact that this item did not encapsulate the truth of our relationship and our connection. The last category of things that I chose to release was things that I felt had intrinsic value but didn't have any value to me. So my whole life, I have been really an avid thrift shopper. I really love kind of the treasure hunt of going into a secondhand store and finding something really unique. And a lot of times I would buy something that I found to be charming or beautiful or one of a kind for only that reason and without any function in mind. And a lot of the times I would find a function, I would find a home for it, and it would really add to my life. But a lot of times I wouldn't find a place for that unique piece to fit into my life as it existed that day. And so I would set it to the side, I would put it in a box under my bed, and I would wait for my taste to change or my life to change so that that could puzzle piece in because I viewed the piece as more valuable than what I had bought for it. And in my mind, I was losing something if I were giving this piece up without trying to sell it or 
receive the value that I felt that item was worth. This is the real category where having the box that I could put in my lobby was so invaluable to me because it allowed me to release things that I perceived as having value without throwing them away. And it was hard. It was, I think that was maybe the toughest thing for me to figure out and find a name for why am I keeping this? I'm keeping it because it's beautiful and I like it, but I'm never looking at it. I'm never using it. So why am I holding on to it? And if I hadn't have made the choice to move in with my boyfriend, I never would have had to make that choice. But because I was having to consolidate based on closet space and based on storage, it was really a good thing for me to have to bump up against that and say, okay, what is this wall? What is it made of? And why is it here? There actually are two more categories that I went through and I released. And those two categories were my clothing and my plant collection. And both of these, I really went through with the intention of what do I want to bring with me into my new life? What are the clothes that make me feel amazing? What are the clothes that I'm looking forward to wearing and I can picture the version of myself in this new chapter of my life wearing? Not clothes that I'm hanging on to in case I'm invited to go gardening and I need something gross that I actually don't like to wear. What are the things that aren't a size too big or a size too small or need an alteration for me to actually wear them? What are the things that every single day I put on, I feel terrible in, and I take off again? The clothes that I put on and take off, but I never leave the house in. Those things I don't want to bring with me into my new chapter of life. And I don't want to bring anything that doesn't serve me today. With my plants, it was similar. I had found this apartment when I first moved to New York. And when I walked in, I had had this vision of how it would look if I had lined two of the walls with plants and lights. And I had done that. And it had worked so beautifully in this space. But I knew that moving in with my partner, with my boyfriend, his apartment had much different lighting. I had a very unique situation in my previous apartment where the sun would rise behind me and set in front of me. So my plants got light all day, every day. And here, the sun was oriented the other way. So I only get a sliver of light in the evening time. There was like kind of diffused light all the time, but it was not to the same level that the apartment was designed for foliage. So that process really was a discernment of which plants are the healthiest, which plants are going to thrive in this new environment, and which plants really deserve a new home. And so I brought a lot of plants to my work, my day job, to give to my coworkers. Uh, I gave a couple plants to my sibling, and they are thriving in their apartment. And some I put in the lobby, the ones that just weren't doing as well as would need to for me to carry them across town to somebody else's home, but who still had a good life ahead of them and would do really well for somebody. The plant thing was actually a major hurdle because I had two plants that were taller than me 
and one of them was this beautiful rubber tree that actually is in my kitchen here right now as I speak and she is I would say seven feet tall and I took her across town to this apartment on the subway and she actually didn't fit through the entrance of the subway so I had to like bend down to carry her through and kind of like tip it so that the top leaves didn't break off and people if you're traveling with a plant through the city people are really interested there was one woman who came up and she was like oh is this plant real and I was like yeah yeah it's real and she started like rubbing the leaves like right in front of me I was like oh just because it's real like I didn't say anything but it, it was felt a little bit intrusive but yeah it's a trip people look at you like you have a baby kind of it's like everyone's so happy it's a very sweet thing so there were several plants that um, I transported that way and that was another big challenge but in a good way it did bring me a lot of joy and it was very sweet to bring joy to other people as well so the next phase of the move was actually bringing all of my stuff over and in this situation it was kind of unique because it was such like a living puzzle piece that I decided that what would make most sense was to do it slowly or I guess we decided as a couple that that would be the best way to proceed so I would bring over several duffel bags a week on the subway and figure out like okay this goes here this goes there and on his side he was emptying out drawers for me emptying out closets for me and he was going through his own kind of sorting process which looked different because I don't think he has that same emotional attachment and kind of hoarding tendency that I do so I think it was more of just like a project rather than like an emotional unearthing um, and I didn't ask him about that, so I could be wrong. Maybe it was also therapeutic for him. But yes, he was very sweet and romantic to just make a ton of space. I never had to request that. And it was a very positive green flag for me during the move-in process. So after I got to the point where we had moved most of my things over slowly and slotted them into place, predominantly my clothing, dishes, things like that, a little bit of books here and there uh, to make it kind of make sense because I was like carrying things on the subway. So I would have a duffel bag, so it would be mostly clothes, a couple of heavy items like books or things I needed uh, for day to day like skincare or things of that nature. Once we got to the point where most of that lighter stuff was done, we got a U-Haul and a family friend drove that for us. That was also a big process because I didn't actually know that it's better to have a U-Haul that's full because you can pack everything really tightly. Because we had moved everything in kind of in phases, since it wasn't an empty box apartment, I moved into his space. So... We kind of needed to do it that way but because of that when it got to the point to do the u-haul everything that was left was very small in the space of the u-haul so had to be strapped in individually so packing things in was really intensive because everything had to be tied down and secured really intensely and one of my plants actually i tied in there and i didn't secure it properly and it fell over during the move and now it is basically dead I am trying to propagate it to give it a new life, but it did not survive because of that aspect. So that's something um, that I didn't know about U-Hauls and a little tip to pass along there. 
box everything up in uniform boxes and pack it in as tight as you can. So once everything was physically in the apartment, the moving was complete. I had cleaned out my old apartment and everything was good. I decided, hey, let's go on a bike ride. I just got my bike tuned up. And within about two minutes on the bike path, I fell, completely hit this like fence. There was a steel fence on a steep incline. It was like a curved hill with a steel fence along the side. I got too close to the fence because there was an old man walking on the path and I like hit the fence for about six feet and then fell onto my wrist and sprained my wrist. So I was unable to do anything for about a month. I couldn't unbox, I couldn't clean dishes, nothing. So that put a real damper on the whole process, I must admit, but it is a interesting aspect of the story. Once my wrist was healed enough that I was able to proceed in the move-in process, the next phase was figuring out creative storage options and maximizing underneath counters and in closets with different clear storage options. This part maybe was the most fun for me and very satisfying because I personally love a before and after. So I'm going to kind of go over my favorite solutions that we came up and some good ideas that maybe you can use if you are moving in with a partner or moving into a smaller space. As you do know, I live in Manhattan, so the apartments are smaller than some places in the country, but our apartment is actually a pretty good size in most regards. The main downfall being the drawers in the kitchen because there are zero. So during this process, I took a lot of inspiration from the home edit. They have a show on Netflix as well as an Instagram, but I thought the show was a lot more useful for me because of their way of doing it. It's super, super basic, but it gave me a lot of validation of like, okay, I could spend thousands of dollars hiring these two ladies to do this, or... I could just do it myself and feel guilt-free about the fact that I'm buying little acrylic containers. So that's what I did. I kind of measured out the medicine cabinet in the bathroom and underneath all three sinks or all three cupboards underneath the two sinks, the bathroom and the kitchen. And I bought a lot of acrylic tubs and organizers and I took everything out, organized by category, got rid of anything we're not going to use or need. And... It was so satisfying. Would recommend. It's worth it. It's so fun. A great weekend project if you like a before and after like I do. In the kitchen, we did do the under the sink storage as I just mentioned, but we also added some really cute open shelving between the closed cabinetry and the refrigerator. We put five uh, horizontal wooden floating shelves and there I was able to display my vintage cups and glassware in a way that was aesthetically pleasing to me as well as very functional because the cabinetry did not have enough space for all of my overwhelming kitchen collection that I've acquired over the years. Shelving is obviously a no-brainer, but it helped a lot. And then we also put 
a set of shelves in the living room in between the two sets of windows and that was a real game changer as well really tall and thin so it gave us a nice sense of height and dimension and really filled out the space it was also really necessary because I hadn't really realized that he has no bookshelves. Like it's not something you notice when you're in someone's apartment if they're missing something that you might need. And I just never really thought about it. He has no bookshelves because he doesn't buy physical books. Uh, I have a theory where people who read books don't have as many. Like he reads a lot more than me, but he uses the Kindle or whatever the whatever his version is that he uses of the virtual book thing. Um, so he doesn't actually have a lot of books, so he doesn't need bookshelves. I have a lot of books because I like how they look and I, I have impulse control when I go to a bookstore. They're just so pretty, but I very rarely read. So that was an interesting realization and definitely something that didn't occur to me until I was like, where do I put my books? <laughs> so yeah, that was that was helpful. When it came to addressing the fact that we have no drawers in the kitchen, that one took me a long time to figure out. The three main solutions that really made a difference for me is I installed a spice rack above the stove where I could store all of the spices that I use regularly, salt, pepper, ghee, anything like that is directly above the stove in a little black Ikea metal shelf. And then I put, or I had uh, my boyfriend put a knife magnet parallel to that above the sink. So that holds all of our knives, tongs, the can openers on there. So that was really helpful as well. And then the third thing that we did was I have three containers of varying heights and widths where I have all of our utensils. So I have a small glass container for all of our knives, forks, everything like day-to-day -day eating cutlery. And then I have a really tall, skinny glass container for all of the wooden spoons and spatulas. And then I have a marble, it's technically a wine chiller, um, like basin, where I put all of the other kitchen utensils, like the cheese grater, um, metal spoons and forks, anything like that, go in that third container and it's really cute. It creates like a little vignette, very sweet. I did mention this project to my family on one of our Zoom calls and my parents brought up or my dad brought up that I should make sure I clean those semi-regularly, like clean out the bottom because since it's not a drawer or anything, things can fall in and like dust and debris over time can accumulate. So hot tip from my family if you do choose to utilize that tip. The last category of the move that was a real challenge was containing my studio space. So as you know, I do work from home and in my previous apartment, I had an entire room dedicated to that and the room was pretty, pretty well utilized. It was pretty full. Every wall was in use and yeah, it was a lot of stuff, a lot of surfaces, and it was just very challenging to condense that. So in my current apartment that I moved into, my studio space is basically the entryway. There's kind of a big entryway with a closet that my boyfriend decided to give me for whatever I needed to do for work. And so I bought like a 
bigger desk that had a set of drawers built in and I had to go through everything and categorize like okay this goes here this goes here and redo the entire studio space condensing it into a smaller area there is some spillover into the living room because what was previously my work armoire is now in there and so a couple of those drawers are still used for my packing material and the closet is entirely mine for storage and tools so that was definitely a process going through everything 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 and recategorizing what would be best it's still kind of a work in progress and i'm still figuring out all of the kinks there but i've lately had kind of a mental realization that i'm not as invested long term in my business so i don't know how worked out i'll get with that before i potentially move on from the business so that's a little little treat inside secret that you get for sticking around with me to the end of this episode today more on that to come i am sure but yeah thank you so much for listening about my move and it was a treat i love you so much bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. If you'd like to take a few seconds and leave me a rating and review, it would totally make my day. And if you'd like to see my work, you can find that at polarisjewelry.com.